2: talent to make this shit up
0: here's kev nash dj killer kev
2: kev nash dj killer kev you can't make this up podcast episode 121 lots of episodes for you to enjoy man yes sir soundcloud itunes where else we at i think that's it (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it's early, it's early. I mean, yeah, it's real early, man. That these first question <laughs> of the day is
1: like, uh, uh-huh, what? We
2: gotta do something <laughs> about these early podcasts on Sundays, man. Especially working the night before. Facts, facts, facts. I, Where was you at?
1: I had a uh, 50th birthday party at uh, D. Anthony's in Trowood. Celebration. It was nice. They had a good, uh, about 100 people in there. Um, family, friends, uh, bar was rolling. Food was good. And, uh, well, I wasn't out there too, too late, but. Time you mingle, pack up, say hi. Oh, you did great. Here's a card. You know, all, yeah. all that. Uh, I got home by one. Count your money. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> then for for me though, the unwind. You know, I get home and like my my head is like ooh because of the you know headphones and music, and so it takes me a second to kind of unwind. so yeah. Then the alarm goes off and it says podcast Sunday. And I'm like, oh, yeah, exactly. Let's get to exactly. it.
2: Now, bro, we got somebody in the building today. You asked me a question before, a couple pods ago, who has the most dirt on you? (laughs) And I would say, without a doubt, this man has the most dirt on me Mm. by far. More than my own brother. (laughs) Now, I call this dude my brother because he is my brother. Now, I have a real blood brother, so when I call somebody my brother, I truly mean it. Yeah, My brother, Reginald, Dwight. Powers is in the building. What's, what's good, going bro? on, man? Also known as boot Man. Boudet Boudet man. <laughs> man. He's got a lot of nicknames. I'm sure we'll get into them. Yes, sir. Don't let the wife listen to this pop <laughs> bro. What's good?
0: Hey, man. I'm feeling good this morning, man. I know this is important to you so for you to have me on there. Is really, I really appreciate it, bro. For
2: sure, for sure, man. Let's just jump right into this, man. Now, I also say this about a lot of people, man. Especially not so much now that we're grown adults, man. But like. A person truly isn't your friend unless you wanted to kill them at one time or another. Oh, yeah. yeah. Or unless you didn't really like them at one time or another. Bro, can you tell the world about our first
0: interactions? So we met back in in college freshman year. Didn't know each other. We had friends that knew each other, but we didn't know each other. And uh, my first thing about him was, who is this black man? with all this Abercrombie and Fitch on, you know what I'm pretty saying? Ever, Being real, you know, preppy, right? And then he Raiders to, up. <laughs> <laughs> he used to uh, always hang around with someone I kind of had a crush on, you know? So I was like, is he talking to her mm-hmm. or what? So I ain't like him. Never spoke a word to him. I ain't like him. Just off like that, man. Mm-hmm. I think it was pretty much the same for you for how Facts. you felt about me. Facts. <laughs>
2: it was another group of females that he used to hang around that I had a thing for. And, one day she asked me about him. I had this stank look on my face, like, yeah, I know who he is. <laughs> but fuck that nigga <laughs> <laughs> It's competition at its finest.
1: Like, <laughs> don't it be that moment when you when you see girls and it's a dude you don't know and you kinda like you know you're not you might be sizing them up, but it's more so just like <laughs> you see what's going on. Me, yeah you see what's going it was, on. It was all that type on. of energy.
2: All that type of energy, man. And it was it was just, you know, I don't even think we was cool, cool until our sophomore year, really, because of Craig, honestly.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, towards the freshman, uh, end of freshman year a little bit, yeah. um, once there's certain parties and stuff, and then the guys we hung out, we were all together. Mm-hmm. So we started filling each other out a little bit better than then sophomore. It was like all over. Okay, he don't like her. He don't like her. <laughs> no, I still like her. <laughs> <laughs> she just ain't go to school there. <laughs> <me>. <laughs> That's true. Same thing with... Yep, yep. That's true. Very true.
2: <laughs> but bro, man, you're doing so many great things, man. Let's start with the gym, man. How did you get involved with this gym that you're working? What's the name of the gym first of all?
0: Enhance you in Beaver Creek. Um, there's also the the main one that is in Vandalia. Um, basically, it's from little powers, man. He, he'd been training there in the vent, one in Vandalia since he was about third grade, uh, always got good results out of it. And then over time, as they were looking to build, um, someone else that played, uh, the, the grade down in, in football, uh, asked me about it. They said they're, they're looking to purchase, uh, a franchise. And they wanted me to be part of it if they were going to do it. Cause they knew how I coach, how I interacted with the kids, how they all kind of looked at me. And I had a good, uh, good name around the town. He wanted me to be a part of that. So um, that was uh, about January. It opened up in February. I got my uh, membership. I mean, not my membership, my uh, certification in May. And then I've been rolling since then. I love it, man. I love oh, nice. it. Nice.
2: So y'all do adult classes too,
0: right? Yes, there's a uh, adult boot camps on Mondays and Wednesdays. We do um, skills training, like Sunday skills for football athletes on Sundays. So we kind of cover everybody. A lot of the classes during the week, could be multi-sport you know there can be soccer kids in there basketball football just because of the type of workout that they're getting you know everybody needs explosion footwork Mm -hmm. speed all that stuff so we kind of cover all the bases there
2: so basically you found your passion for athletics after your playing
0: days was over oh yeah the playing days been over (laughs) so but like uh with me i've been coaching my son since he was in first grade in football and i didn't uh Parents, you know, mess things up for you. So I didn't really want to have to deal with them no more. So this was a way that, you know, I didn't have to go searching for it. It came to me on where I can still help the youth, help them get better, see them make progress, and still not have to deal with them parents. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They bring they bring them to me to make them better. Right, right. How
2: was that dealing with the parents,
0: man? Oh, bruh. They're just they're delusional on what their athlete really is, right? So there's be the one parent that thinks, okay, Little Johnny should try to, should be able to run the ball in the game, but they're not at practice and they don't see, you know, in our practices, there would be everybody would block, tackle, and run the ball in Mm -hmm. all of the drills throughout the week. So she doesn't see little Johnny turning his shoulder, being scared. As soon as he gets tackled, the ball goes flying. Mm -hmm. Like the game is not when I'm gonna try something out. Mm -hmm. Like it's youth sports, but I still wanna win. Right. And I don't wanna be yelling at a kid. Because I put him in there, he fumbled the ball, and I knew he shouldn't have been in there anyway. That makes it bad for him. And then you just got the people that want to talk about other people's kids. So, little Johnny should be playing over little Jimmy because, legit, stop talking. If you want to talk to me, you talk about your child only. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, it's over. I'm not talking about nobody else's kid. You shouldn't want to. Talk about your kid. What does your kid need to do better? You know, what position may work out for them or, you know, is is football for them? Because everybody, it's not. It's not for your kid. And a lot of times they're just out there because the parent wants them to play. So the parent is trying to live through the kid. Kid has no desire to be Mm -hmm. out there. That's going to get somebody else hurt. That's going to get them hurt. Because if somebody's going 100% and you're going 50 it's a wrap. You're either going to not block somebody or, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it limits the positions where I can put you out there because if you're not going to tackle, you're automatically not going to play defense. Mm-hmm. If you're not going to block anybody, I guess just got to put you at wide receiver and say, don't jump offside. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so they're just, uh, and then, you know, the the gossip, all that stuff, man. I, I used to tell, if they don't tell it to me, I, I don't want to hear it. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Because people be in the stands, you try this, try this. I want to go up to them sometimes and say, call a play. Let me hear you call a play. Not just have number 46 run out there. No, call the play, call the formation, call the blocking scheme, call the um, the snap count, and then call the play. If you can't call one play, shut your mouth. Right.
2: I had to do that this weekend. Matter of fact, yesterday, you know Ron C., right? Yes, sir. So, promoter Ron C. in the city, uh, he pulls up on me at a remote. He's like, yo,
1: kid, man, you got to put me on, man. You got to put me on. I'm young. I'm fly. I'm like,
2: <laughs> stay right there. Stay right there. We're going live, bro. It's your shot. Yeah. This is your shot. Tell the whole city to tune in. Blah, 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 blah. KF Nash, Patch Kitchen, Dixie, blah, 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 blah. I got Ron C with me. Ron C wants my job. Let's see if he can do my job. And I set him up. So <laughs> I gave him the easy copy points. there. address, mm. phone number, what they have. So he breezes through that. Turn that page with the big words. <laughs> words that you really got to look at sideways, <laughs> you know and things that he doesn't know, he's not prepared. And he's like, oh, uh, uh," I was like, exactly. (laughs) Boom, 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 boom. So it's not as easy as everybody always perceives it to be, Mm -hmm. much like DJing. Oh,
1: yes. I I had a a meet with a couple Saturday, and uh, one of the questions they asked me is, can I provide you a playlist? And I had to define that because a playlist can mean, you know, the couple's favorite song, mom's, grandma's favorite songs, all in a playlist, or it could be, this is what we want for the whole night. If it's that, you just turn me into an iPod. I'm just playing music for you, and right. I'm not using Because if it's just all the music you requested, and it's all there, and I got to play all these songs, I don't have time to, to be creative. And coming from what you said about the coaching, I saw a video on, uh, I think it was Gilbert Arenas. He was talking more at a college, NBA level, but he was talking about how coaches, and in this case, I can see parents holding back their kids in the sense of like thinking, Every kid is a dog. Every kid is like that. get that killer. That's 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 the one. He, he the next <laughs> one up. And it's like the the kids that are that need need to learn how to use that. But every kid ain't that, you know. And every parent wants their kid to be. Oh, I paid for this leave, for this, you know, blah blah blah. My kid need to start. Well, you want your kid hurt? Maybe he you know can start, but he's not ready. Or there's someone better. And people have to learn how to deal with that. And it, it I. I commend anybody that coaches the youth, man, because I tried it and
2: I <laughs> I didn't know that.
1: No, yeah. I, well, after the military, I played tennis for Sinclair. Okay, and they had a lot of you know youth camps on Saturday where the kids would come, and I ended up working with Dayton Center Courts and on Salem, uh, teaching you know lessons for like the kindergarten through third grade, and to get twenty kids together or even ten kids together at that age and command their attention, number one. Keep them in tune with what you're trying to teach, you know all that, man. I would go. I was young. I was in my 20s, but I would go home like, yo, this is impossible. I mean, it was just it was tough for me to do that. And I commend anybody that loves that and is passionate about that. That's that's a job. That is a job because because you turn and you turn into these kids' parents in a sense. I mean, you like their extra their extra adult that they look up to. They you helping them with more life things sometimes than you are with for, with for, techniques mm-hmm. or you know you helping them get through. I ain't got no socks, coach. I ain't got, you know, whatever. So it gets real.
0: Yeah. And that's to go with that. Um, one thing I learned right away was like, you learn all about their families, you know, when you're the head coach. You know, the assistants, you know, they're just basically dealing with you, you know what I'm saying? But with the being a head coach, everybody's calling, coming to you, you know. So, you know, I've had kids have to stay with me because their mom left m- Michigan. I mean, this was, this was, fourth grade so it was a fourth grader and then he had a first grade sister and a nine-month-old the mom only took the nine-month-old so it's like real stuff you know not having not having clothes every year i'm giving somebody cleats giving somebody pads because i would notice from the second grade they've had the same pair of cleats Mm -hmm. they ain't the same size right you know what i'm saying so you see a lot of stuff like that that it's like man you know these 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 you know, homes are, are are not what you want a, a kid growing up on. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you can see how some of the kids can adjust and, like, are, are going the right path still, you know, but some are, like, I was uh, one of my former players I saw this weekend and I got in the car and talking to my son, and he was like, yeah, he doesn't really go to school anymore. Because huh? he, <laughs> the one I was talking about that used to have to live with yeah. me, his, uh, I don't know where his mom is right, right now. So he, I know he had went to, uh, and this is like sixth grade, seventh grade, seventh Seven. grade. Jeez. I know. So his sister, that's a tough
2: year anyway. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
0: So he was living with his sister, but his sister is twenty, twenty-one with two kids already too. So, you know what I'm saying? And then he, uh, said, yeah, he said, it doesn't really go to go to school anymore. So I was like, man, and that's Sad. the one that I was like, if somebody don't stay on him, he's, he's gone. But like once he's out of my football program, I can't really. Right. Keep track of them. Right. So it's it's messed up, man. Yeah, man. Mm-hmm. I was
2: uh our bro, Killer B was just in town. He's the athletic director of a high school in Columbus, and you know, he's responsible for getting the buses from Columbus to Dayton, responsible for the band, responsible for the football team, responsible for the cheerleaders, the drill team. And it's like a hundred kids, and he's like responsible for all of them. And I told him, I was like, bro, how can you do this? Like, how can you be responsible for all these kids? This is just football. You got to worry about basketball season. You got to mm-hmm. worry about wrestling season. You got to worry about track season. You got to worry about soccer team. I was like, bro, I would lose my mind, and I don't even have any kids. Mm. Like, but you have 100 kids Right now. Yeah. And then not only that, you got kids at home, too. It's like, that; it's a chore, man. And 60
1: of them ready to turn up and do something fun <laughs> and crazy because they you know, doing something fun. Right in so. high <laughs> school, so we already know
2: what that's about. Right. <laughs> but, uh, bro, I wanted to ask you, man, I hear this thing about, you know, we hear this term when Tebow was uh, in the NFL. He's a gamer. You ever hear that from parents?
0: Um, as far as, you know, like not being a practice player and just being able to yeah. show up a get, so I don't really believe in that. I mean, I I've seen kids that when it's game time they get more excited and stuff like that, and when that drilling going, they do look different than their practice, right? But to me, you still just can't be like, oh, he'll do his thing in the game. You got to be working. So in practice, I'm still going be on you if you're going half speed, if you're not, you know, the timings off, things like that. But there are some kids that like they do play better in the games, you know, like, you know, ultimately they'll be fine, but you can't encourage that. You right. know what I'm saying? You still got to teach to them that practices where, you know, if you practice slow, you play slow. If you do whatever you do in practice, it's just going to translate because it's not really that easy to just turn it on. But, like, there's there's some differences, but I think you still have to push that player. Otherwise, you're uh, you're teaching them bad habits. You got to earn that right to play. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you, if you continuously, if you play playing quarterback and you continuously, every ball you throw, throw is not reaching the target (laughs) i'm I'm not gonna call (laughs) pass plays in the game you know what i'm saying so yeah (laughs) yeah. so you know you've got to give me something that there's there's got to be with a head coach it's not always about how talented guy is like can you trust him to do what you to ask them to do right so i've had kids that are less talented but i know if i tell them to do this they're going to do it to their best of abilities whether it's some that are super talented but you never know; it's hit and miss. If they're paying attention, you know what I mean. So that's to me. It's mostly you, I gotta have trust that you're gonna do what I ask you to do.
1: Man, having just hearing you talk about this, man, it, it, it almost saddens me in a sense because I have three daughters and <laughs> and I, I tried to find a sport. I'm like, we have to get active. Something has to has to shake. So we do soccer. My oldest kid, effort. You know, it's her first year. You know, I expect it. Just give me effort. You know, just give me effort. Middle kid was the kid that just stood there until the ball came in her vicinity and turned her head and shoulders. Like, there wasn't interested in playing soccer, and it was like she told me flat out, like, I don't want to do this. I'm like, well, we're gonna finish this season. We're not mm-hmm. gonna quit. Gotcha. But okay, you know. But she she started livening up a little bit towards the middle of it. But what I wanted to ask you, man, I think back to like sports when I was a kid, and it didn't, it didn't even really get to any type of conditioning until high school, you Mm -hmm. know, and even then it was during the summer, nothing really structured, Mm -hmm. maybe a few days here and there where we would just get together, but it would then be two weeks of conditioning season, you know, two or three weeks, a couple of practices season. I wanted to ask you how, I guess, how active is that community in the sense of the third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh grader putting in that off the time work and how, how different is it from when we grew up?
0: Oh, it's completely different because there was what I do now wasn't available to me mm-hmm. or us when we were coming up. It was when we were coming up it was go to practice when the season was over you went to the next sport exactly. you was playing and in the summer you kind of just you know, if you could get out and play football with each other, you mm-hmm. do something like that, go hoop with each other. There was nothing organized structured training. Right. So right now that's very important for the people that, you know, there's 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 tons of trainers. There's tons of gyms and stuff like that. Everybody has to now do, if you do weights, you can't just do weights with your team. You also have to do weights outside of your team. When you do they start that? Like, is it still like 13? Well, well, weights, see where we're at, we start them at sixth grade doing high reps, uh, low weight, yeah, right? Yeah. Just to get the form. So when you go to high school, you're not hurting yourself. Right. Right. So like my oldest now, he um, when he first went to uh, his high school in ninth grade, he used to always come home every week. Well, my back hurts or something because he was doing deadlifts. They don't teach you how to do it, mm-hmm. right? So we start with the uh, weights. It's sixth grade, we offer classes for that six and up. But as far as just like training and stuff in general, we've got first graders coming in, and, you know. Wow. And so it's and that's what I suggest. So you should, if you if you see your child is okay, um, gets to play on the team, bring him in. And then you know to develop them during the off season, and then you'll see the difference when they go back. You know they'll they'll be getting more playing time, stuff like that. It doesn't matter. Like your kids play soccer, you come in to get the training. So like I said, for the acceleration, mm-hmm. um, agility, being able to change directions, and mm-hmm. you know because sometimes you have to do short bursts, right? It's right. not just running forty yards. Right. It's sometimes mm-hmm. it's start stop start, stop. <laughs> mm-hmm. So to be able to work on that and have good core stability, you want to come in and bring them in for training for that, right? And then that'll help them. You'll see when they go back, their coaches, like I worked with my oldest all this summer. Mm-hmm. When he goes back, his coaches notice it right away. Something's different. Yeah, you know what I mean. So it does. Um, it does. Yeah, he's <laughs> he's dunking now. Uh, <laughs> so it's 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 real important to start them in early. So like your situation, mm-hmm. bring them into some classes, even if they're not playing a sport, just to be get the yeah. active that's, and to I, do stuff.
1: I think that's. Ultimately, as a parent, that's what's important. Like, for me, my kids being active and being athletic to me are two different things. Be active so you're not a couch potato and and that become your lifestyle. But also, you know, the activity of the sport is what, you know, I miss or what mm-hmm. I love. So I, I don't want to force that if that's not what they love. Because mm-hmm. my kids love art and music and spiders and crazy mm-hmm. stuff. So the... It's just it it blows my mind, man. First, second, third graders working now, getting getting their agility right, doing all that. It's amazing to me. I feel like I was born a decade and a half too too soon. <laughs> I wouldn't be here right now. I'd be out
2: be out in some city living my life. Hey man, it's crazy out here, <laughs> bro. With your gym and everything like that, I just remember when we were kids, there were rec centers. Mm-hmm. Like, there's not a lot of rec centers anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, especially like in the you know, what I'm saying in the inner city, there's like one. And that's it. But like you guys provide an avenue for not only them to get trained, but like, you know, you know, Trey is in high school. Mm -hmm. Hormones. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) So when you can keep for like a better word, keep an eye on them, you know what they doing. A kid with a structure, you know, that helps. That helps a ton. Because, I mean, I already know, like we all remember proficiency testing. Right. Mm -hmm. Where when. uh. You would go to school like a half a day because you already passed this part of the test. Yeah, ma, I'm going to school. No, I'm not. I'm going to so-and-so's house to do God knows what, (laughs) man. So, like, I don't even, I just think, like, having a structure and doing sports and everything like that, not, I want to say keeping tabs on your kids, but, you know. Kind of know what they're doing almost at all times. Like, that's not a bad thing either.
1: Yeah. My sophomore year at Triwood, Triwood schools had the bright idea to have staff development day every Wednesday at, from one to three. So we had half a day every Wednesday my sophomore year. So you can imagine. The pregnancy rate, the, the you know, people just doing, getting in troubles, coming coming to school the next day and so-and-so's mom is with you and it ain't your mom because they come to talk to the school about what y'all did after school yesterday. You know, it was it was crazy. That lasted one year, you know, and then they was like, that was a terrible idea. I'm like, of course it was. You had 13, 14, 15, 16, 17-year-olds with two or three hours without mom and pops at minimum. In most houses, you know? <laughs> it was crazy. Yikes. It
2: was crazy. Red, you stretching, man? Uh-huh. Yeah, man. You, yeah. Got stretch,
0: yeah. you got to stretch.
2: Don't stop. Yeah. Story time. <laughs> Story time. <laughs> my boy, my bro, Reg, would injure his hamstring every single year in college. Mm-hmm. Tweak his hamstring. I was like, bro, how do you keep tweaking your hamstring? Broke your hand in high school. Mm-hmm. So... Is it say, for instance, if you stayed limber in high school, didn't break your hand in high school, would you have been at Rice State?
0: No, <laughs> no, no. I was. Um, it was a lot of smaller schools for football, but like the biggest one was uh, was Youngstown State, and that was when, like, I had met Jim Trestle before mm-hmm. uh, he had came down. So that was um, that was the 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 biggest school. But yeah, if I would have wouldn't have broke my wrist my senior year, I broke my wrist. Like the third game, something mm. like that, and then was out the rest of the season. I, uh, I, I definitely wouldn't have went to Rice State. I would have. hard somewhere. was that to
1: deal with as a senior.
0: It was hard because I mean I know it wasn't gonna. I wasn't going to Alabama or Old State or yeah. something like that. So you know the main thing for me was the oppor- the opportunities of you know I had maybe ten opportunities as as each week went by they would contact you less and less because yeah. you're not on the field so. It was just, you realize, okay, they really didn't. Mm-hmm. Not that they didn't want you as a player, but they're not invested in you if you're not doing, like, if you're not on the field, you're not helping them. Right. You know what I'm saying? So it's like you learn that real quick that, you know, it's, it's, it's sort of like a sort of like a business. Mm-hmm. You know, even though it wasn't like it was an ACL or something that I wasn't going to recover from. Right. It's like you weren't on there, to you weren't yeah. on the field to, to be able to look in their scouts. And, and think
1: about you. how how being seen was consumed. You know, then, you know, we yeah. were, when be, us being younger, it wasn't take the iPad wherever you want to go and see whoever you want to see whenever you want to see them. You right. Know, you had to, like
2: Spark Academies and hot yeah. 100s and all those camps weren't as huge as they are you now. You had to go to a no, camp. You couldn't go see, see
0: everybody. Like now you can see clips. People can send you clips of people like as soon as the game's over and you have access to them. You might have never seen them play in, you know, eye to eye, but they, you can, you know, social media, you can see everybody right away and you can just shoot off your, your plays and stuff like that. So back then, they had to come to see you. Yeah, right. Or, you know, they had your coach had to send them a VHS. Right. You know what <laughs> I'm saying? I, I, yeah. Footage! <laughs> <laughs> so June 21st, that... 1997.
1: <laughs> exactly. So how does that work when you
2: taking little Reg to these camps and these All-Star games? How does that work? How does a parent get their child into these camps and all these type of situations?
0: So the camps and the games that he's been to, um, you have to uh, – get film you have to submit film and then they have to invite you right you can't just register and show up to them mm. because they kind of want to be selective on who's out there because if you don't deserve to be out there it shows right away yeah right you know what i'm saying little johnny's out there going to get somebody that's damn near my height you yeah. know what i mean <laughs> so um you lost you, yeah you, so what you have to do is you send send them uh information off they'll send you a confirmation letter if they uh you know saying little buddy's been accepted and then um from there it's just you you when you go there it's usually if it's so we'll we'll talk about the games first so the ones where there's games say the game is on saturday so you may get there thursday they have a practice thursday afternoon two practices on friday and then you're playing so it's real important that mm. you have a kid that can learn quickly because like i was just saying they don't know you they've seen some film of you so if you can't do what they want you to do in practice if you can't pick it up you know, you probably not going to start, everybody's going to play, but you're right. not going to start. Um, and it's just really good for exposure in general. So, you know, there'll be uh different scouting places that are there. They can't really talk to the kids, but they, you know, say, okay, number 24 or whatever. And then you can get logged into their database after that. Um, but it's, it's also good to see, you know, for him to play with people from California, Florida, Texas, and he, Like every game, he's been in four. Every game, he's he started in both. He earned that once in practice. So, mm-hmm. you know, even if he's never been the best player there, but he's been in the top five or six, so he knows that he belongs there. He knows when he goes to play against somebody, when he comes back here or later on, he's not going to have fear of, do I belong here? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? He knows he can play with everybody. He started at wide receiver, running back, safety, different positions, and then each game he has made a play. Last one in Ken. He, uh, you know, he usually plays safety, but the, a corner got hurt, so they moved him to corner. He forced a fumble there, so it's like yeah. you know he's getting he's getting the exposure of being around other talent, so he knows where where he needs to be, because you know he is um, very athletic and very good, but he's not a freak uh, size wise. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He's yeah. not little, but he's not a freak size wise. So you see, there's people as athletic as you that are seven inches taller than you, yeah, sixty pounds more than you, yeah. You gotta work. Yeah. Facts,
2: facts. But he's also playing a year younger though, right? Yeah,
0: because we he started at five. So he's uh twelve in the seventh grade. He'll be twelve all through seventh grade. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. Where some most of his teammates already are thirteen. Some of them uh, you know, are fourteen. Like one of the kids they lost to the other day. Uh he turns fourteen in January. <laughs> but... <laughs> You know, like, so I've thought, you know, man, I should hold this dude back. But he got a 3.8. It's like, what are you, you know, I yeah, uh, yeah. do nothing You're to work with. Him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, you know what I'm saying? If he had a two two or something like that, I'd be like, yeah, yeah, I could sell it. Yeah. But I couldn't because I was like, if he was in sixth grade right now. Lights out. Man. They'd be trying to ban him.
1: <laughs> is, is, is it hard with the amount of, uh, you know, training tools, video aids, just the, the, that world, is it hard to keep? a 12-, 13-year-old on structured training and not go too deep, like not push too hard with the availability of it all?
0: Well, not even just with me. If you've just got to find people that when they train them, they're going to meet them where they are, right? So if you've got people like we um, at you, we do, um, when you come in, we kind of do baseline and see where you're at, Mm -hmm. and then we cater stuff to that, right? I'm not going to have, if it's your first time coming in and you're in a class with somebody that has been coming for a year, you're not going to be able to do the same stuff they are. Right. So we explained that to him. like, look, just because you can't do it now, don't take it as a failure or you're not good enough because in a week, you know, if you're jumping on a box that's 20 inches, if you come for two weeks, you're probably going to be able to do the, the 24 next. You know yeah, what I'm saying? You yeah. might not be able to get 48. So what? Right. Eventually you'll get somewhere close to that. So you just got to keep their mind state on, it's their journey, yeah, their not paying attention journey. to anybody else, yeah, right? Because yeah. there's always going to be a freak dude or a freak girl that, you know, you look at and, like, they're just special yeah. the first time you see them. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So you just got to keep them on, on what's good for you. So Like with Reg, I do, like I said, high reps. So he'll do, you know, 12 reps of a weight, you know, and then, you know, maybe the last set, if we're doing three sets, I'll have him do a little bit more than he does seven times, right? He doesn't need to be powerlifting. Max it out yeah. how many times can you lift this twice. You know right, what I'm saying? Right. How can, you know, he doesn't need to do that because that'll stun him. Right. You know, mm-hmm. so it's just like building that strength. And he sees it in his body, you know, what I'm his yeah. body changes and stuff like that. So we only get at it like once or twice a week. Okay. Yeah. Because I want him to not hate it. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? He knows that it's needed. He'll make certain plays. I'll watch the plays. Oh, I like, see. That's why we do the stuff with your legs, because those two guys hit you, you fell forward four yards. Mm-hmm. That's because you had good leg drive because your legs are strong. So yeah, I try to do stuff like that. And that's how you got to meet uh, kids where they're at and then just go from there.
1: Yeah, you, say, you said a big a big bullet point to me was not having them hate it because I could just think about the four years of high school, you know, a little bit of tennis I played. But now these kids could be in that structured environment, you know, nine, ten years old until they're through with college if they make it that, that length of time. And the amount of practices and the amount of workouts and the amount of time spent in it, you know, I could – Burnout, you know, I could see that being a part of people's experiences, and it's it's, that's that's dope. That's dope that it's smooth. It's it's organic to them. It's structured for them. It's not it's not like twenty guys and we all just going for going for going for broke, you know. Yeah, no, (laughs) you'll
0: group them up, and then as far as the schedule not getting burning out, what I try to do is, you know, make sure that they have a day that they don't do anything, and that during the course of the week they know which days they're doing and stuff so it's not like they think they don't have to do anything on sunday you wake them up sunday morning hey we're about to go work and they're mm-hmm. like <laughs> like you know what i'm saying like if you know lazy sunday yeah yeah <laughs> if you know at sunday at it's three o'clock just came out yeah, if you know sunday at three o'clock you're going to do some weights then you you your mindset set for that right so i try not to pop anything on them um and then also like i said make sure they have during the summer you know they'll he runs track, so, you know, he may do uh, four days of track, of meet. And then, so, like I said, I make sure they have a day off. They know what day they're going to have off so he can look forward to it and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then not overdo it. When we do go work out, we ain't in there for three hours. You know what, <laughs> yeah, what I'm saying? right. It's like, now I make him do it quick. You know what I'm saying? There's no resting real long breaks in between. So he can be in there 45 minutes to an hour and be done. and got a full workout in. So mm-hmm. I push him dur- in the moment to, like, just keep going. But, yeah, you got to you gotta let them have some time off and you don't want to be in burnout. Mm-hmm.
2: We got another brother, APO, his oldest son, got an offer from Hiram up near us, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, when do these colleges start reaching out to kids? Because, I mean, you know, you hear about Alabama offering seventh graders yeah. sometimes yeah. and all this crazy stuff, man. Like, when does this actually start hearing from the the Sabans and the herbs and everything like that?
0: So there's there's two types. So there's the ones that, like, say – that go to the camps and all these games early. Mm-hmm. So the colleges can't come to, uh, they can only come to the eighth grade games when they're about to be a freshman. So like that summer of being a freshman. Mm-hmm. So that's when you'll see college people there. That's where you see those offers and stuff like that. Because like I said earlier, there's some people that you just watch them like that dude's special. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? He's different than everybody else. So that's when you see those. Um, majority of time, it's like you're, Junior year you'll start hearing stuff from people um because you know you've probably played sophomore you've got more film mm-hmm. on you um so that's when they usually'll start coming in if if you haven't done that that youth circuit like that yeah junior year yeah yeah man that's cr- so, it's just crazy man yeah. it's, just,
2: it's, it's a lot it, like you said man it's it's big business man and that's 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 the real fact especially about college football man you know a Ramire gets millions of dollars from the school millions of dollars from Nike Big games on ABC last night. Good comeback yeah. win, fellas. Appreciate that yeah, win. Yeah, I was yeah. pulling
0: my hair out. Did you stay up and watch the game? Because I know you Man, were... I was dozing, dude. I was dozing. I was dozing early. I was really disappointed in myself. It was like 9.20. And I, you know, I was waking up. 9.20? <laughs> yeah, it was terrible, dude. It was terrible. I wasn't in the bed nothing. I was in the bonus room sitting on the couch. And, uh, man, it was a rough one. Because I was trying to flip back between my Huskies were playing. Yeah. At the same time and O-State. It was a... Uh, it was it was challenging.
1: And yeah, shots of D. Anthony's with all those TVs and all the booths and stuff. I had a I had a little TV through the speaker. I was looking at and then I got home and caught the. I actually got home and thought it was the fourth quarter in the third quarter when Penn State was driving, and I I was getting settled and I'm watching TV like why ain't they calling time like, <laughs> I was like oh it's third quarter okay okay <laughs> got there early
2: it was a seven thirty kick yeah yeah so that I appreciated that yeah but my biggest thing about Sports in general, especially football, is something that I I never really get bent out of shape about. And t- is play calling. Mm-hmm. People like to blame play calling a lot. Mm-hmm. I, I really don't get it. Like, of course, there's certain things that, like, why would you call that at that point? But like, fans get on refs and play calling a ton. I don't really think those things have as much to do with the outcome as games as people like them to believe. Like, uh, Hey, why do we call a screen on third and 25? There's no play for third and 25. <laughs> right. it's just Go deep and throw it up. Right. Like, no, let's get some yards and punt it. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I don't know where y'all come on with that.
0: Well, as far as me, cause I, I ran the offense, even though I was a head coach, I ran the offense. And my thing is people only see the end result. Mm-hmm. They don't, and it's different for college because those, you know, if you tell a college player what the play is, he's supposed to do what he's supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Right? He might not be able to handle the man in front of him, but he's, if he's supposed to go left, he's supposed to go left. So with youth, you don't know that I'll just keep saying Little Johnny. Little Johnny was supposed to block number 55. <laughs> he went past number 55 to get the smaller guy, number 22.
2: Uh, right? They just see
0: the dude making the tackle and doesn't, like, they think, well, why would you call that play if he was blocked? there's actually going to be a nice play. Yeah. Out of the gate. Yeah. So, you know, with youth sports, you you get a lot of that where, you know, and then also it's not select teams. Mm -hmm. So you got to play people.
1: Yeah. We we all had that team in our youth where there was a couple that were, when they made a play, when they did something, the team celebrated their their accomplishment because they weren't super active in practice. They weren't solid
2: enough. Right. (laughs) So,
0: (laughs) So, I mean, but there is some things where, you know, like, Say in the Super Bowl when instead of giving it to Marshawn they threw the ball like facts <laughs> that wasn't fourth down give that man the ball yeah. like that's you overthought it yeah right it's two yards or whatever it was let him let your best player that you have to get two yards try to get you two yards mm-hmm. like that is something where you can blame play, play caller sometimes the other team's just better than you facts yeah. and it's yeah. like it doesn't matter if you can't block them up front you can't run deep routes. Right, You got to keep trying to hit slants and screens because you can't block them.
1: Long enough, And then you yeah. can't run the
0: ball because you can't block them. Mm-hmm. So you get limited. So, you know, you come in there with 50 plays, you see in that first drive, okay, we got to start chopping this down to these six that we can at least get it off right. in the playoff.
2: Yeah. Talk about that because, you know, everybody sees the glory position from the quarterback, wide receivers, running back, especially in youth sports with the quarterback and the running back. Mm-hmm. How do you talk – Kids into playing the offensive line in youth sports and it ex- stress them the importance of their position because everybody wants to have a ball in their hands. Everybody right. wants to score to win a touchdown. But how do you explain that to kids and more importantly their parents? Mm-hmm. Because to tell little Johnny like, hey. You're Not be, running back, kid. You're gonna be our left tackle, left guard. <laughs> We're gonna be running right up your butt the whole game. Go get him. He's just like blocking, bro. The whole season, huh? You ever like, played how center, you, kid? <laughs> <laughs> how do you explain that to the kids?
0: Well, that's kind of a two parter. So, in this area and around the country, most sports has a weight limit. So when you weigh in, that eliminates you right there. Like you mm. get that, you get that sticker on the back of your helmet. So that's a conversation you don't have have too much. And kids just know so what does that sticker mean it so you can't run the ball oh, okay, so okay so like if you're overweight so i think our last year of uh sixth grade if you were over 120 pounds you couldn't run the ball hmm. so that eliminates that. a lot of kids yeah. just the, the weight limit because they and they have to do that because they'll have you know if you know you you've seen big kids that can move right so if you have a 160 pound kid that's like athletic that's all the kids, the coach is going to give them the ball. Mm-hmm. He's going to be running over people. Mm-hmm. And, like, kids are going to get hurt. But you've seen the world star, I mean, the YouTube video where the
1: the monstrous 12-year-old is, is charging through every, every play and crushing every team, and he seems to be 80 pounds bigger than every kid.
0: That's, but that's what I'm saying here. Oh, that's yeah, the structure the to, for
1: the rules here.
0: Yeah, most oh. of the leagues here. Got you. Like okay. Three okay. okay. Leagues, but like, you know, you go to Texas somewhere. It might be different. We're yeah, here. it might be different. Or the weight limit's higher. So, gotcha. like, when we played tournaments uh, after the season, we went to Kentucky. Um, the weight limit was higher. So, the weight limit was 150. Mm. Right. So, that's not bad, but taking my kids, they ain't used to talking to somebody that's 150. Mm-hmm. Right. You know what <laughs> I mean? We don't even practice it because if the lineman can't run the ball, exactly. Like, they'll, they're, the lineman, we'll be used to tackling somebody bigger because we keep them, you know, slotted in yeah. weight categories like yeah. boxing, you know what I mean? So um, that's that's how that goes. But for the, the person that thinks, that doesn't have a pink sticker, that thinks their kid can run, um, you might, I mostly had a conversation with the kids, and the kids understand, you know, what their strengths and stuff is, mm-hmm. you know, because some kids might be fast, but if they run straight up like this, they're going to be getting tattooed. Mm-hmm. here's a baton kid yeah yeah so See you in the spring so it's, <laughs> it's easier to have conversations with the kid as long as you've had conversation with the kid when the the mom says or the dad says well why isn't so? like well i've already talked to them, so, and i don't have to <laughs> you know i want least contact with them mm-hmm. on stuff like that as possible so you know ask your child speak with your child mm-hmm. i've already had that conversation with them
1: i feel like some kids would you know i enjoyed being as great as I could be just as much as I enjoy being a part of a team, right. be, having teammates and, and the bus rides and the ice cream stop when we won that, that win we shouldn't have won and you know, all that. So it's
0: good. I and, Yeah. And to go with that, I used to, first parent meeting of the, of the year, I used to always say, look, some kids want to be football players and some just want to be on a football team. Mm-hmm. And you got to be okay with that. Yeah. This isn't defining who they are. Get that so if they're a good kid, they good good grades, <laughs> and they're lousy at football, so what? Yeah. If they're having fun, you chill out. Mm-hmm. It's not about you. Yeah, I, man. I, I wanted to
1: slightly change the subject, if Go you do I know. I, I knew you would. So <laughs> I believe the weekend was June 3rd, 4th, 5th of 2016. Uh, it was a black tie event. For Rice State, it was mm-hmm. the uh, inaugural, mm-hmm. the start off, and I've mm-hmm. only heard one side of this story. <laughs> I've only heard the complaints about missing certain events and being involved in engagements on certain dates and times. So I just wanted to ask you, since uh, the Buddha man comes from <laughs> come from that place, I just wanted to ask you about the the planning and structure that went into that weekend. And uh, was well, was Black Tie involved in that? Obviously, probably not. But just want to hear your your side of this story. So,
0: <laughs> how that went, the place has several dates, you know, the first week, second week, third week of June, right? So, as we were speaking um, earlier, mm-hmm. uh, there's a Friday <laughs> discount, <laughs> there's a Sunday discount. Yeah. Those other two weekends, they only had Saturday availability. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to say black tie was considered, but it wasn't a priority. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because we wanted to keep that extra moolah for when we went on vaca- mm-hmm. uh, our honeymoon. Yes. We could, like, you know, say that, you know,
2: do what you money. want. Yeah, yeah, right.
0: So. Yeah, so I know it was a big deal. I, know, I, know. I wanted to go too, but it's like eh,
2: I'm kind of getting know. married here. Yeah. yeah,
0: I get it. You know, I'm not gonna start this the, the marriage off with putting the wife's uh, wants uh, behind mine. You know what I'm saying? So,
2: well, you've heard his side, yes, and I- I'll reiterate my
0: side.
2: We were aware. He gave me the date. He saw the look on my face. <laughs> He's my brother. I sucked it up. Yeah. We had a good time uh, the night before, even though I was looking at everybody Instagram and Snapchat and everything like that. But we did party like rock stars at the white party, and we did have a great time at the wedding. I was proud to be a part of yeah. such a joyous day. I feel like I got some it's closure still,
1: to this boot that man, finally. No, but, but it's
2: forever boot <laughs> that man, though, because, you know what I'm saying, it's, it's just going to have to be. It's just going to have to be. It's just going to have to live with it, just like I have to live with the fact that I didn't go.
1: <laughs> you know, I, I just remember that, that you know, weeks leading up to it, you know, we brought OPZ and Kurt in, and, you know, just... The excitement of the of the first one, and I could see Kev. His, his smile just wasn't as big, and <laughs> his laugh just wasn't as hard. It was just something was bothering him. And I finally figured it out when he finally was like, "I don't think I'm gonna be able to make it Saturday, bro." I'm like, "You ain't gonna make it to the to the to the main event." And he was like, "I don't think I'm gonna be able." to
2: Had to be there for my dog. Got a prior
1: engagement. I got a prior Prior engagement.
2: (laughs) We we was at the estates having some drinks, having some fun, reminiscing, talking trash, doing what we do. It's all good, though. (laughs) You know, hey, man, marriage is a great thing. We're all three married men here. Yes, 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 yes. yes. You know? Bro, I wanted to ask you before we slide up out of here, man. You and your first wife, Ivy, make it look so easy. Yeah, Mm -hmm. man. Y'all have, like... The blended family extraordinaire, man. I salute prints. you on that. I salute right. you guys on that, man. And not just you guys, but the the whole her husband, mm-hmm. your wife, everybody. Hey, this is this is what it's gonna be. Yeah. <laughs> this is gonna be a blended family. It's 2018. Everybody put a smile on your face. Everybody comes to this kid's game, that kid's game, that kid's game, this kid's birthday celebration. It's a celebration because we all family.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. how dope. do y'all make that work, man? Well, really, man. After, it was about three months after, like the first three months after our divorce, it was kind of dicey, right? Because there's still a lot of feelings involved, yeah. a lot of finger fresh. pointing, right? Um, and then I know for me, this is an honest moment for me, I was like, okay, I, I, it was, I forget the day it was. it was. It was in June, though. I was like, you know what? If she asked right now to come back and, and try to try it again, would I say yes or no? Once I was be honest with myself, like, no, I wouldn't do it. I was good. You know what I'm saying? It's like, if you're not together, what are you arguing for? Right. You know what I'm saying? We have a son, we're gonna be dealing, he's young. I think he wasn't he might have been just turned three. Um, so it was like there's no use carrying this on because you know, I've seen from talking about the parents dealing with parents' kids, mm-hmm. like people that you haven't been together in ten years. And y'all, if y'all at the same practice, you're arguing. For what? Mm -hmm. Like that takes energy off of you to you know, you've got to hold on to that Mm -hmm. right? That's something you're not letting go so for me that's when it started for me where I was like I'm good, you know what I'm saying? I made mistakes, she made mistakes, so it's not like, you know, it was just all one sided, somebody was a scumbag, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? So um, after that, you know, it was just easy um, to just be able to, you know, when we see each other, give each other hugs, stuff like that and um it just it just started from there. She kind of had the same mindset of, "Look, we're not together. There's no reason to argue. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't hate each other, so not to not act like we do." Yeah. Um, and it's just been in carrying forward. So that also, as far as people that we're dating, they don't see the other person's competition. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because they're always going to be in the life because we have a child. So the fact that we never, you know, tried to talk to each other after we got divorced, like never. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? No slip ups. No no DMs and social media, no drunk calls, no drunk texts. There was never any of that. So there's that. She is no longer, even though I love her like a sister now, she's not competition to anybody I'm dating. So they never feel that. Mm -hmm. So that helps there because, you know, then you don't have the girlfriend and the ex with issues. Mm -hmm. There's there's none of that. And the same thing goes the other way. So her husband now has been around for a long time. Me or him are cool because I never was a threat. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? There was never, oh, you breaking up my family. There's none of that stuff. You know what I'm saying? So it's just been all smooth. I mean, me and LaVar, actually, uh, when I was talking about the Sunday skills that we do with the football players, he does it with me. Nice. You know what I'm so saying? Nice. And they got, uh, Ivy had their little uh, their little son, came out to Reg's game yesterday. I hold that dude. That's my dude, man. Mm-hmm. Little grunts is what I call <laughs> <laughs> Every time I used to call, to talk to her, he used to be in the background. Nah, 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 you know, making notes, mm-hmm. just grunting. Home little grunts, man. That's my homeboy, man. <laughs> yeah. So it's real cool. Like we've watched their son while they went on a date night. You know what I'm saying? It's just, yeah. it's just real easy, man. Dope. But I know adults it's not, being adults. Yeah, bro, I, know, <laughs> I know. I know. I know it's not normal because I like I, I've seen it how people can't get along and stuff like that. But it's like it's it's really a blessing that you know we don't have no drama. Yeah,
2: dope, dope, dope. Another one in the books, bro. We did it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got that boo that man story out the way. Yeah, I I'm telling you, weightless off my shoulders. <laughs> uh, bro, how can people get in contact with you if they want to train a kid yeah. or if they they need they want to come out themselves. Adults are welcome as well, right? Yeah,
0: all ages. So, um on Facebook and uh Instagram, it's Enhance You Beaver Creek um Sports Performance Academy. Um you can leave a DM, you can get the um you know, shoot a the the phone number and addresses, all that stuff is on there. Mm-hmm. You can give a call or just stop in. And I always, you know, don't overthink it. If you think you you're interested in having your kid, just bring them out. The first session is free, so just bring them out and let them jump right in there. You don't have to, you know, be worried about I don't know how he's going to do or she's going to do. Just come out there and let them have fun, and we take care of them, and they're going to be good. I'm uh, Mr. Powers Jr. on uh, on Instagram. I don't have anything else, so you can also uh, DM me the DM me there only. For sports <laughs> enhance you enhance you for your child though. There will be no tomfoolery <laughs> going on in the DMs. But um had to put that out there. Love your wife. No lunch. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No time lunch. Such a great thing. Yeah, your yeah. Time all a great the sessions thing. are done at the gym. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, it's real good. I love it. I really enjoyed the other trainers we have there, Tremaine Hall, Sky Simmons, um, Brandon. We all we all love what we do and we love seeing and tracking the progress of the kids. We go out to some of the games to see the kids play, so they really feel you know supported. Dope, nice, nice. dope, dope.
2: Kev Nash, DJ Killer Kev. We out. Oh, one more. Can 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 I get a?
0: NC? Inc.
2: That's how we do it. <laughs>